This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. BSB OT, some number. I am your host, Ryan Mead, here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Just dropped a pen, professional audio person, Ryan Mead. There is uh, some news today that happened. The NHL schedule dropped. Wow, what mm. an unbelievable moment. I've actually never cared about the NHL schedule until today. Is that weird? No, I, I didn't see that's it, it, it's funny because I, I want to classify my feelings about the schedule being released today as me caring about it. Oh, I cared as much as it is information overload at this point in time with the NHL. What, well, I, I would take information overload, which is where we're at right now. Yeah, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm complaining, but it, it's it's not that I'm not worked up that the schedule is released, it's just we're getting so much information in such a short period of time that it's getting harder and harder to keep track of it all. Absolutely. Uh, I'm very excited about the schedule. I, the more I think about it, the more I'm I'm all in. We're never, and I'm hoping, truly hoping, we're never going to see something like this ever again. But this is one of those seasons where it's like, hey, you're only going to play your rivals, and that's it. Like, yeah, does it suck if you're a Ranger fan that you're not going to see, like, some of the players you might want to see, like Connor McDavid and these other players that you, you know, you can still watch them, obviously, but they're not going to be playing your team. That... You could tell me that sucks a little bit. I don't really care. You're going to be able to play your rivals eight goddamn times. There is going to be, from January 14th, when the Rangers open versus the Islanders, there will be no time, period, till May 8th, where there's not three days of hockey being, like, three days off of hockey. You're going to have a Ranger game at least every three days till May 8th. As a person who covers the Rangers, and we've done it since March, who have not had any hockey games, it is a whole different world for us. I could not be more excited. There are some stretches in here, and we'll talk about a little bit of the schedule, but I guess I'll get into some of it now. There's a stretch where we play the Devils four times in a row. In those 10 days, we also sandwich that with games with the Islanders. Is that too much? To me, no. Like, I'm all in. This is the perfect season. It couldn't happen at a better time for the Rangers. It really couldn't. This is going to be the perfect season to test and grow your players, and we'll see exactly how they respond to that because it's going to be a marathon. There's no bye week. You're just going to keep going until the end of the season. Yeah, it's going to be mayhem. I, I, I jokingly said on Twitter that we might have to go to three episodes a week just to keep up with it all. Kidding. We're not doing three episodes a week. Thank That's God. even too much Praise of us. Me. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it, the good news is it's going to be nonstop. The bad news is it's going to be fucking nonstop. We're going to, within the span of one week, the, the time in which we usually record our OTs on Wednesdays. We do. We usually record our regular shows on Mondays. That's, there are going to be weeks where the tone of the show on the OT will not sound anything like the tone of the show on Monday. No because way. Because three games would have happened in between. It's, and the narrative is going to change so often this season. There's so yeah, much like, going down. <laughs> there, there are going to be weeks where 5% of the season gets played in between the time we do shows. And we do shows twice a week. I know. It's, that's just ridiculous. It is. That's a ridiculous way to think of it. Just to, so for all those out there who haven't studied the schedule like I have very deeply today, 
the opener is January 14th. Obviously, it is versus the Islanders. They play again the Islanders that Saturday. The following next week, they go Devils-Penguins on a Tuesday-Friday situation. And the following week, they do four. And it's a, it's a, it's a penguin sandwich with a buffalo meat. So it's penguins, buffalo, buffalo, penguins. That is crazy. Like, right off the rip, like, those are your first eight games if you're the Rangers. And I can see a situation where they're 6-2. and two. I can see a situation where they're 1-7. and seven. Like, they're, they're all available to the Rangers. This team could, it's really going to be super interesting to see if they can really handle themselves in this division. Like, see what Buffalo is. What's Pittsburgh about? Is New Jersey Devils, are they, are they any better than they were last year? Are the, are the Islanders for real? Everybody, is everyone rusty? There's no camp. Like, dude, Rangers, Islanders, that 14th is going to be a mess. There's no camp. They haven't played. The Rangers have had three games together, and it was in Carolina. They had one game versus the Islanders before that. That game was a mess. There's no preparation. There'll be a little bit of camp, no preseason games. Like, what, we'll have maybe a couple practices, and then we're just playing NHL hockey. That's insane. It's going to be a bloodbath, for sure. Yeah, you're going to have to, even if it goes well or if it goes poorly, you're really going to have to crumple up and throw out the first two weeks of the season. Oh, yeah. It's the it's stupid what the NHL is trying to do. If you don't want to play preseason games, fine. But you're asking these guys to be in camp for ten days, and then you're asking them to get into NHL games that matter immediately. It's just it's it's a bad recipe. It's an irresponsible recipe. If we're being quite honest, if the Rangers go six and two, if the Rangers go two and six, it almost has no reflection on how the rest of the season is going to go. Zero. Because none of these teams are going to be in the form that they're going to be in when they're actually playing meaningful hockey. Like, would I, would I, do I want the Rangers to go 6-2? Absolutely. It's going to make my job easier to sit on this podcast and say everything is sunshine and rainbows. But if they go 2-6, and six, I don't think you can take anything away from that. We're talking about a team that hasn't played meaningful hockey in months, didn't have preseason, had a 10-day camp, and now we're expecting everything to go hunky-dory? Well, that's why I think, I think a team like the Boston Bruins, who, you know, had a deep playoff run, there's a lot of familiarity on that team. There really is. Guys that have been there forever. They're going to be able to have that chemistry that they've built up just come into place automatically. Yeah. And they're going to hit the ground running. That haven't had turno- teams that haven't had turnover are going to thrive. Because oh, big time. these guys know how to play with each other. They've done it. Some of them have done it fairly recently. The playoffs weren't that long ago. Uh, and then you look at a team like the New Jersey Devils, where it's mostly children, a lot of guys that haven't played together. Jack Hughes is coming off a rough sophomore P- season. P- Pikachu hasn't played, played since, since March. March. They haven't played since yeah. March. Right? It's insane. They haven't played since March. It's the Devils could be better than like on paper. The Devils could be better than the New York Rangers, but the Devils could start zero and eight, and it would have no reflection on their talent. It's just the fact that the Devils are going to go ten months in between meaningful hockey games. Yeah, like. Dude, and they wouldn't have had a single game in between. Similar to how I feel about Capocaco, like Jack Hughes could be an entirely different player at this point in time. Like he, he's a he's he's a question mark. Like he could be great, he could be worse. Like I'm, it's hard to be worse than him and Capo were the first year. But he, I have no idea what to expect with Jack Hughes. I'm sure I'm assuming he was training a bunch in the offseason. It's not like he stopped trying. So I, you know, let's see what that is for question mark. There's so many, like what is going to happen with this team situations like the Rangers are so young they have the most ELCs I believe I think hockey this is a hockey stat minor tweet but I think they have like eight ELCs and no other team like has that many amount like combined in the Met and not the Metro the East this year it's it's truly insane what could really happen I'm actually looking at the schedule right now 
I know it's boring to read a schedule on a podcast, and I'm I'm sorry, but some of this stuff is ridiculous, and it's it's something like you would dream of. You you make like a fake schedule on an NHL simulator. This stretch for the Rangers is absolutely brutal. Starting February 10th, right in the season of love, they go Boston, Boston, Philly, Philly, Washington, Washington, Philly, Boston, Boston. My man, they could lose every one of those games. Like that's that's not unrealistic. And I know we just had this whole thing. Like it doesn't really matter. Like. This is not going to be reflected for the rest of the season. They they still have to build the chemistry. That's not a that's a that's a short amount of time. That's in 18 days they play those teams. 18 days. That's it. There's so much there, and they could lose every single one of those. Those teams are great, and you're going to be playing them. <laughs> in 18 days, you're going to be playing, you know, eight nine games. That's fucking crazy, man. Like to to play those great teams in a row. Like there's no better year for the Rangers to be battle tested. When you're opening the window, and that's going to be my theme for the year. This year, you you and I, Greg, we're just going to be pulling on this window. We're just trying to get it open. We're hot. It's hot in here. We've been waiting a couple years. The window is open next year. It absolutely is. And there's no better way to open this window than getting your ass kicked by these teams. That's it. Yeah, we can sit here every week and tell you how unfair, or not unfair, but daunting the whatever Metro East, whatever division is you want to call it this year is. You don't really realize how disgusting this division is until you see it on paper. It's disgusting. In a schedule form. Oh, my God. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, the Rangers open the season with a quote-unquote friendly stretch of eight games. But you get to that stretch in February, and it's like, oh, right. Right. This division is a fucking nightmare. Dude, it's not like March, yeah. March is Rangers, any better. That's the thing. If the Rangers, right, if the Rangers go 0-9 in that stretch, it's not even a slump. That's just the Rangers doing what we expected them to do. I know. It's like that's what's the, so the Rangers crazy about this year. In that nine game stretch you mentioned there, Ryan, I would expect the Rangers to be the betting favorite maybe once. I, that's generous. And, like legitimately. Yeah. And I'm not being a dick. Like maybe maybe a home game against Washington, they pull even money odds ahead of Washington on paper. But if they go one and eight or zero and nine in that stretch, that's not even the Rangers being a bad team. That's this division being on steroids, dude. And you get to, and it's just it's not friendly. It's, it really isn't. It's not. You get to March, you're like, okay, a game against Buffalo, two games against New Jersey. All right, interesting. Well, first games against New Jersey, there, nice, not bad. Or no, it's second and third game. Sorry, because we played New Jersey four times. Later that month, then you go Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Boston, Boston, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Boston, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Capital, Capital. Like that's your whole March. You're, they're, those teams are insane. They are so deep. They're so well ready for, like, Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin, uh, fucking Elaine Mignot. You know how his team's playing the regular season. It works. They happen. The Boston Bruins are insane. Charlie McAvoy is someone I wanted to be a Ranger forever. He's, like, analytically rated, like, one of the best defensemen, if not the best defenseman in the NHL. And he's, like, their fourth best player. That's insane. I just, this whole season... No, really, matter what happens, I, I, it is a, it's a free roll. It really is. If you're a Ranger fan, it's gonna be fun. Last year's season, when I, I, when I started thinking about it again, like I had so much fun last year I, with between Artemi and Mika. You know, the Capo, like even though Capo didn't do what I really wanted him to, or anybody really wanted him to, it, it, it was a blast. It was so much fun. This season is gonna be a different breed because we're never gonna see something like this again. You're pretty much playing eight, like seven in exclusive playoff series over five months that's exactly it so sit back and enjoy don't get too angry about the losses will i yeah and you could join me when i do that absolutely like i know i'm gonna be a hypocrite and i'm gonna say right now i and i'm not gonna try and get mad this season because it is a free roll the rangers get to 
develop and enjoy playing really great teams the whole season. Hopefully, well, I, 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 I need to check you a little bit there. Hit me, hit me, it, hit me. it is a free roll if it's handled correctly, right? Yes. You, like, if Jack Johnson's getting big minutes, if Brendan Smith is in the lineup on a uh. nightly basis, if Alexi Lafreniere is not being pushed up the lineup, if Capococco is not being pushed up the lineup, if Brent Howden is being pushed up the lineup, there are things this coaching staff and the Rangers could do that will ruin this free roll of the season. You're, in theory, this is what we've been trying to say. In theory, the Rangers could use the season as a complete who gives a fuck free roll, take all chances, leave nothing behind, see what the fuck happens, whatever sticks, take it with you into the contention window. In theory. But this season could also very much, the Rangers start 6-2, and two, and Jack Johnson's playing with Jacob Truba, and David Quinn feels like, well, I've started off hot, so now I need to play the Vets more to try and keep this rolling to get my team into the playoffs. So there, there are plenty of things that can go wrong. And I think it's unfair to sit here and say that no matter what happens, we can't get angry. Because there, there are a lot of circumstances in which we will be angry. And oh, yeah. I think it's fair. That's why I call but myself it, a hypocrite right up the rip there. Because I'm yeah, going to be angry. We're, 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 we're calling it a free roll season. It's a free roll season if the Rangers take advantage of it. There are a lot of opportunities for the Rangers to just not take advantage of it. Case, case number one is Jack Johnson, who we're going to spend – way too much time talking about on this podcast. Yeah, sorry to we're going to spend way too much time talking about him on this podcast because he's probably going to get way too much playing time and way too much responsibility. So it's, yeah, this could be a free roll for the Rangers. It'd be a free roll if the Rangers put Lafreniere and Kako in the top six. It'd be a free roll for the Rangers if Adam Fox was playing penalty kill and power play minutes. It'd be a free roll for the Rangers if Keandre Miller started the season with the team. It'd be a free roll with the Rangers if it was Miller and Hayek on the left-hand side of the defense behind Ryan Lindgren, there are so many things that could make this season a free roll. Am I confident that all these things will happen? Fuck no. Do I think three <laughs> of the seven things will happen? Not really. I, I, we have been given a lot of information and a lot of data over the years since we've been doing this podcast that maybe, just maybe, the New York Rangers aren't great at evaluating their own talent. We're going to find out a lot about how this team views certain things because if there's one benefit to a 56-game season, it's that just about every team is going to feel like they can make the playoffs. So the Rangers are going to operate to start the season under the assumption that they can possibly make the playoffs, which means David Quinn's first couple weeks there, we're going to see how David Quinn thinks his team can best win in difficult circumstances and must-win games. And yes, do I think David Quinn is going to get a free pass this season because just about you could make any excuse you want for him. Yeah, it, I, there's nothing David Quinn can do to get himself fired this year in terms of on-ice performance because you'll just write it off as a COVID season and you'll start fresh next year. However, we're going to be able to learn a lot. We're going to be able to understand his tendencies more. We're going to be able to understand what's working, what's not working. There's a lot we're going to learn from this season, and not all of it's going to be good. In fact, I'd say the majority of it's probably going to be bad. Uh, yeah, I would say a lot of it's going to be bad, but it's still going to be a fun ride. Like, that's no doubt about it. This team should score. They should. They should have offensive fire. Firepower. Theoretically, they you have Mika Benajer, Tammy Panarin, Alexi Lafreniere, Chris Kreider, Kabo Kako, fucking Pavel Buchnevich, Philip Hedl, Ryan Strom. Right. The, you should be there. able to score yeah. with these te- with with that top nine. Really should be able to. 
Yeah, then defensively, Adam Tony D'Angelo, one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL. Adam Fox, amazing two-way defenseman. Jacob Truba, no slouch offensively himself. You have a lot of good offensive weapons on this team. They're going to be able to score. Igor Shosturkin should be able to stop the puck. Will the team defensive structure be able to help him? God only knows. God only Most knows. likely not. At this point, <laughs> I think I think it's fair if we're a little skeptical of it, even with Jacques Martin being in here and being new. It, we're going to learn a lot. It, it's going to be condensed into a very short time frame. It's going to be like taking a super dose of your favorite kind of hallucinogenic. It's going to be a mess. Like we're going to sound yes. like psychopaths some days talking about this team. But it's going to be because there were four games played in between the days we did a podcast. I know. That's never happened. I know. It's, it's a lot. So uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and finish up this conversation. And we're back. All right. We all, we kind of went over what exactly happened with the uh, – not exactly. We went over the, the ridiculous, insane schedule that is the NHL this year. There is uh, another thing I, I just quickly wanted to touch on. We've touched on it a lot. I, I, I just hate the Tampa Bay Lightning. I used to like them. I used to think they were Ranger South. And now I just think they're smarter than everyone else, and no one calls them on it. And it's – No. I saw, Hold on. Smarter than everybody else? What do they do that's smart? They just take advantage of the system. Like, they read the rules. I, I can't I don't prove they're, anything they're, they're, about they're, the Kucherov so situation. What, what are they better at? They're better at player development, and they're better at identifying low-value assets that could be turned into high-value assets, right? right. That's and, what and, they're better and at. And nobody offer sheets them when they're against the cap. That's correct. Yeah, but that doesn't make them smart. That just means the NHL is broken. Them being able to afford Anthony Sorelli is not because they're smart. They afforded Anthony Sorelli because nobody offersheeted Sorelli up until this point, and Kucherov magically needed hip surgery. That's not being smart. That's being – it's not even being lucky. That's being an NHL hockey team because this league is stupid. It, being smart would be not allowing your players to get the restricted free agency because you don't want them to have the possibility of being tagged. That would be smart. But they don't have to be smart – because this league is stupid. So so it's almost – they're not – you look at the, some of the contracts they've given out. I want to call the Alex Kalorn deal smart. I want to call the Tyler Johnson deal smart. Fair, those are both not smart. I want to call the Andres Palat deal smart. They get away with this shit because no one checks them on it. And no one checks them on it because the NHL is a league of wimps. It's, they, everybody wants to talk about how tough you are be, to be a hockey fan or be a player in the National Hockey League. That's great and good. These front offices are weak as shit. There's, there's no, there's no balls. There there's isn't. no, there's no intrigue. There's nothing. It's boring. It's dumb. The system is flawed. It's not even flawed. It's broken. The fact that there are no offer sheets, just get rid of it. Don't even, don't even allow for off sheets to exist. Adopt an arbitration model like baseball. Just stop pretending to be something you're not. This isn't a restricted free agency system because there's nothing free about this restricted free agency system. Nobody's signing offer sheets because the penalties are too abrasive. And when you should be signing offer sheets, Anthony Sorelli, there's no reason for him not to be making $6 million. None. Zero. He's good enough to do it. And the price to pay someone $6 million in terms of compensation isn't that high. But it's not done because the GMs don't want to piss each other off. It's this so is the silly, only league man. where GMs don't want to piss each other off. It's the only league where the number one competitive advantage that you have in every other league is making 
your counterparts' lives difficult. It's why the NBA operates the way it does. It's why baseball teams don't let other teams interview people for jobs they don't see as promotions. Information in other sports has become prime real estate. And in hockey, it's like there is no real estate to sell. You're living on Mars. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's the same community every year. It, 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 what, what is suspicious, suspicious to me, Greg, is that you had all offseason, even though it was only you know a couple months here, and Kucherov obviously knew his hip was injured. Or maybe he didn't. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I have no clue. Maybe he started ramping up for hockey. He's like, hey, my hip hurts. Now I need to have surgery. It just seems like very extremely suspicious timing for a team that's against the cap who Kucherov will be out, quote-unquote, the whole season. If he returned in March, it would hurt them. It would, it, it would go against the cap. And then, but this time he's going to stay out to the playoffs. Totally fine. Cool. Then he'll cut, he could come back for the playoffs. He won't count against the cap and they could be cup favorites. It sickens me to my core. And I wish, I, 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 good on them. They won the cup. They're probably going to be favorites to do it again, along with Boston and the avalanche. That's just what it is. It just, it just makes me upset. That's all. I, I hate the I way think this it's fair. It's, I think it's totally fair to ask the question, is this a new injury? And by new injury, I mean, did this happen in the last month? I think it's very certain that the answer there is no, it isn't. Because there haven't been team or team activities that he would suffer an injury of this magnitude in, right? Mm -hmm. You could make the argument that in a normal year, maybe the Tampa Bay Lightning would have wanted to see how his hip responded to different treatments, which is why the surgery would have been delayed until this point in time. But considering that this has been one of the longest or weirdest off seasons in recent history, that there haven't, hasn't been camp and the injury is serious enough where it's going to require months of rehabilitation after surgery. I think it's totally fair to ask a lot of questions as to why the Tampa Bay lightning waited until now and how convenient it is that this injury one will now time out where he can come back for the playoffs when his cap space is null and void. And two, his cap space currently allows the Tampa Bay lightning to keep a player. They otherwise wouldn't have been able to keep in order to pay another player. They otherwise wouldn't have been able to pay, but the, you know what, Ryan, here's the thing. This is how the NHL has set up their own rules. They've created this situation for a team like Tampa Bay to take advantage of it. And you know what? I think the NHL encourages Tampa Bay to take advantage of this because that's the rule book that they set forth. It's dumb. It, this wouldn't happen in other sports. It's so silly it because just wouldn't. when you see the NHL insiders tweeting about it, too, they're like, I think this is going to make a lot of people mad, but Kucherov is out till the possibly the playoffs. And like, they all know everybody knows, but no one is throwing a fit. I think you've said this on the, on the, on the pod before, like, you know, certain sports journalists hold, the league's accountable. They push. They really do. And in hockey, that's just not the case. There's no, like, everyone's like, yeah, I guess he's out to the playoffs. He'll come back, and they'll be the favorites. That's cool. <laughs> but to me, like, that's a big competitive advantage. Like, do I think the Rangers have a chance to win this year? Absolutely God, no. Do you hear us talk about the schedule? It's going to be a bloodbath, the start to finish. But to have the Tampa Bay Lightning be in the central, cream puff division, they're so talented, up top to bottom, really. They can they – can, easily get third place in that division on accident just by getting there on the ice just by skating like that, that that's what they'll do and maybe i'll eat my words and maybe tampa bay will miss the playoffs but 
There's no fucking chance. There's no chance that happens. The fact that they can just go out there, they get rel- they get changed from the east. Like, dude, I I I call. I kind of wish. I really do that Tampa Bay was in this East division because it would it, if you could switch out. I mean, even just I know the Devils would stay in here, but put the Devils in the Central and just make it true hell, just true hell between Boston, Tampa Bay, and the rest of what's going on. That's the only way you can make this division harder, for real. And it, they get a cream puff division. They get to walk. I mean, because is why? Why do we treat them so specially? Because they're well run. Because they're in a market that doesn't support hockey. I don't understand. It's very confusing. It's just you think about other sports. You, th- I, 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 the thing I hearken back to a lot is back when Durant was on the Thunder, mm-hmm. and a solid what year and six months before Durant's free agency. Woj drops the article that Duran is thinking about going to Golden State. And at first, no one takes it seriously. Like, this is some bad shit stuff. No fucking way is Durant going to Golden State. But then other journalists start questioning it, start probing it, start asking questions about, is this system enabling star players to have a little too much control in free agency? Like, that one article spawned Hundreds and hundreds of other pieces that were investigating the system, tearing the system down, and trying to better understand how the system worked. In hockey, you get a story about how Kucherov gets hip surgery, it frees up over $9 million in cap space, and Sorelli gets to sign his contract. And everyone's just like, well, I guess that worked out. No one's asking a fucking question. Literally shrugs. Like the hardest shrug you've ever seen. I just want one reporter asking a fucking question. I want one guy going in there. Maybe it's Larry Brooks going in there and saying, this seems a little fucking fishy now, doesn't it? Did you know <laughs> that Kucherov was in August? Why yeah. didn't he get the surgery in August? Why weren't you worried about Kucherov possibly being healthy for the start of the season in January as opposed to Kucherov just being healthy for the playoffs? Just ask why the question. The why, is this, why is this the time frame? Like, no one's going to ask the question. And I think that's the thing that pisses me off the most and has always pissed me off the most when it comes to following this sport. In no other sport is the question not asked. In baseball, we ask a question if a Met has a fucking stubbed toe, if that's worthy of a 15-day disable this spot, and whether that has repercussions moving forward. There were, there were people asking questions about Pedro Martinez's toe in 2006 about when the Mets should have shut him down to make sure he was good for the playoffs and whether they did or didn't because they wanted to sell tickets. Every other sport, writers ask questions. It doesn't, it almost seems like not, you know what's even more insulting? It doesn't just seem like nobody's asking questions in the NHL. It seems like the writers have the answers and they've just decided for us that they're not interested. They know. That's what I said. They shrugged. Like they, they obviously know it's a cap Ryan, I, think I, I, I am, I am laying an accusation that makes it worse, worse than shrugging. It'd be one thing if they're just not interested in the truth. I'm saying I, they might know the truth and they've decided it's not interesting, which I think is just batshit. It's it, the most. It's one no of the other sport. No other things. sport is covered this way. You can't name a one. Dude, the NBA, like, uh, Kyrie uh, sages the court, and it's a conversation for a whole week. Like, Lionel Messi hated the team president so much in Barcelona that he got the team president fired. Otherwise, he wasn't going to play fucking soccer for Barcelona anymore. You have everything that happens in baseball, including people trying to poach every human being out of the Tampa Bay Rays 
front office. Yeah, I know. Trust me. (laughs) The the NBA (laughs) is a convoluted mess where we're still talking about what James Harden should do or shouldn't do, where he should be traded and all that shit. Yeah, The NCAA, they're talking about completely changing the power structure to make it more fair and honest for non-Power 5 conference teams to get into the football playoff. People ask questions in other sports, and it just, for whatever reason, Lord knows what it is, Ryan. You and I haven't been able to figure it out in the five years we've done this podcast. It's just the way the NHL is covered, it's almost like, meh, that's interesting, but moving on. The Cup This would be a massive, imagine, Ryan, Uh imagine for a second, say the mechanisms were in place that the New York Knicks had a star young player that they couldn't afford to keep. And all of a sudden, Julius Randle gets hurt, clearing up $20 million in cap space. That allows the New York Knicks to sign that young star player that they otherwise probably would have had to lose other valuable assets to keep. My man, and the NBA And the NBA media just goes, well, that's interesting timing. Anyway, good on the Knicks. That wouldn't happen. No way. There would be 17 think pieces about, is Julius Randle hurt? Is this something the league needs to look into? Did how long did the Rick Knicks know what they know? Th- like, what's happening in Tampa Bay and how it's covered is a joke. It's a joke, and it ain't funny. It's just sad. I don't understand this league. I really don't. I put us in a locker room. Shit, we can't write for shit. But put a camera behind us. We'll at read. least ask interesting questions. As once we're well, vaccinated, I'll, let's let us get yeah. in there. I'll ask Julian. Julian Priestbrow probably won't say anything, but at least he'd be on record not saying anything. Give, get him, give me two minutes with Julian Priestbrow. I'd be like, bro, how long did you know? And he'd say, he'd say something like, hey, you know, hockey injuries, they happen all the time. They blah, 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 blah. But at least someone's asking. And then someone else could be like, well, that's interesting that Breesbaugh didn't answer. And now they want to ask a different question. And you spawn different questions through that. But the NHL media is just like, well, Kucherov's injured. He'll be back for the playoffs. Cap, salary cap is unlimited once you get to the playoffs. So they can afford Sorelli. Enjoy. Things are great. And uh, we'll see you uh, on fucking January 13th. What? How are you okay with this? I don't it's know. It's free content. They're doing their job. You're... This is 12 stories <laughs> between now and the 13th. What else are you going to write? You're going you're gonna to write about how it's unfair that the Rangers are only playing six back-to-back games? Who gives a fuck about the Rangers? Nobody. This, just this us. needs to be the biggest – this could be the biggest story in sports. And you know what? It isn't because nobody gives a fuck, including the people that cover this sport. It's crazy. Uh, I promised myself, Ryan, I wasn't going to get angry about it. Here we I are. I really did. Here we are. And here we are. Here we are. It's just – it's so goddamn frustrating. I don't understand it. And I'm tired of trying to understand it because it's impossible. I'm, I'm asking myself to do the impossible, and it's unfair to me. To, to I hate it. end this podcast, because I do have to get going. I have some Christmas activities I must attend to. Um, I know we're just a little, a little bit negative about the NHL. I'm very excited. Super pumped. I think the schedule is going to be awesome. I wish... Oh, the games themselves are going to be great. It's yep. just it's too bad this league isn't interested in making itself more interesting. I know. that's Well, that's every podcast we talk about with the NHL. Hey, we love you guys. We'll be back next week talk more Rangers. Got some st- fun stuff in the pipeline. Uh, so stay tuned, and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys then. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.